Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bears fans, and welcome to the CHGO Bears postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm your host, Nicholas Moriano, and I'm joined by Greg Braggs, Kevin K. Doctor, awesome producer, Lawrence. Woo! We're all here to break down up? the Bears' 21-20 to 20 victory over <laughs> the Cleveland Browns to close out the preseason. You guys, what's going on? 3-0. and 20 and 0 before playoffs, <laughs> Bears. That was a, that was exciting. It came down to the, like the couple last plays, but the Bears were able to pull it off and get that final victory, the final one in the preseason. And what's the stat again, Kevin, for uh, the last time they went undefeated in the preseason? The first uh, perfect preseason since 1994, the uh, ultraback Raymond Harris Bears. Oh, my gosh. Made the playoffs. Oh, I was born that year. <laughs> the last time they won a road playoff game. Born in 94. Born in '94, nightmare. Born in '94. Yep. So, so we lived the Jordan days. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I can't. No, definitely didn't. Always blows yeah. my mind when somebody didn't get to see Michael Jordan. I don't know how many times we're gonna be able to sit here and enjoy a three touchdown first half. It's not often as a Bears fan, so I'm actually glad that I'm able to be on this uh, post game talking about it. And I think Adam Hogue for having a family wedding. He's glamping right now. Yes, and we I'm, figured out what that was in the pre- yeah. preview show. So right. Sounds like a new TikTok trend. <laughs> You're going to go glamping? Hashtag He's glamping. definitely an Instagram influencer after this. Uh, if you were not here for the pregame show, our man Nick Moriano made a pledge. He said if the first team offense scored one rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown, he would take a shot of Malort. He has since amended that to say... All right, I'm going to take a shot of Malort because three passing touchdowns does deserve that. So are we going to get this right out of the way? or I think we should. And if you're watching, I don't know if you could see, there's two Malort shots on here. So Greg's going to be joining me on this just joyous little adventure that we're about to go on right here. I don't know why I agreed to this. Hold I'm, on, t- hold I'm on. terrified. I, I want to get a, I want to get a close up from here. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, God. Is there a trash filming. can nearby? Because I hear it doesn't go well forever. This is your first your first Malort shot ever. Okay, all right, all right Greg. We're gonna do this hey, very oh boy. Very, Three yeah. touchdowns every half. Yeah, Justin Fields. Why not, Justin? There we go. Ooh. Oh, that is just. Ooh. Wow. Um, Greg, <laughs> how are we feeling? 
I'm feeling like I just took a shot of Malort. Oh, my goodness. Those are quality Malort faces, gentlemen. Good work. It's oh. just going to stay there. It's, it's not going to go away. Right. Oh. Do you get any Malort stuck in your mustache, Nick? I hope not, because I don't want that smell, the Holy. taste, the state, the link. Oh, it's still there. Yep. People love this? Oh, my God. I would, why? I hear people talk about this all the time. Why? Oh, Greg. That, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got it out of the way. We're still, we still got a whole post-game show to do. Oh I, th- you know what I said? Oh. I, I didn't know if it was good, because I was like, when should we take the shots? I thought, well, you're going to have to drive at some point. So I don't want you taking it like five minutes to go. Yeah. I wanted you. <laughs> Dude, this is bad. Like, I don't. I don't oh. Are you going to be all right? I hope so. But it just. Look, Greg, been, Greg's face is saying it too. I'm, it a whiskey, I'm a whiskey guy. I don't drink beer. I only drink whiskey. Mostly Crown. Sometimes Jack. Used to be the other way around. The worst shot I ever took was a shot at Warm Jameson in a oh, Comiskey yeah. Park parking yep, lot back too. in the day so if i can handle that i think i can handle a little malort but a lot of people are gonna have boy. to be drinking jameson in the uh comiskey park parking lot tonight hey they're oh. coming back at seven five are they seven five now oh, let's go good. white Sox. oh yeah, back. We, all, we all know how that's gonna end troy says uh, your mustache just grew an inch <laughs> probably did with them i mean shot. when justin fields can do what he did tonight you can believe in anything in this city i mean we've <laughs> never had a quarterback this talented on the Chicago Bears. I mean, Jay Cutler had all the arm talent. You know, we don't need to bring up the rest of the list. You know, but Jay's certainly the most talented of our lifetime. You know, Jim McMahon, I was two months old for for when they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, to see Justin Fields out there look as comfortable as he did uh, has me so excited for week one now. I'm trying not to get over my skis because, yes, no – Miles Garrett, no Jadavion Clowney. Mm -hmm. And, yes, we got to face Nick Bosa in that vaunted 49ers defense week one. But, Mm -hmm. man, I'm I'm hyped. I am hyped for week one. This was an enjoyable way to spend a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I mean, they did what we – we sat here in the pregame. We said, what do we want to see? We said we wanted to see the offense be productive, move the ball, execute on their offense. And, man, what wonders – what wonders happens when you take an athletic quarterback and roll him out? Separations happen. Things open up downfield. I, I put on Twitter, CC, Nagy, comma, Matt. This is what we were yelling at you about all last season. Get the, quarterback. Get the dude on the move. Good things happen. Yeah. It just makes so much sense, you guys, using his athleticism to do that kind of stuff. Get on the outside of the perimeter. Yeah. Get the ball to your playmakers. And what was also nice in this game is that we saw the different types of throws from mm-hmm. Justin Fields. You saw the sidearm. You almost saw that no look, slightly looked at Dante Pettis pass over to the left side. You saw a rifle to Ryan Griffin. And right. then a little touch uh, on the right side of the field. It's like you saw just every type of throw in these five drives that the f- first starting offense got a chance to have. So... That leaves you optimistic for, even though this is still a preseason game, it's not like they're scheming guys open. They're getting really in-depth with the playbook. This is kind of still, still a little bit of the vanilla stuff, but you're still seeing them roll out, get out on the perimeter, and Fields is making all the types of throws that you want to see from, from a quarterback. And it's not just getting out of the pocket. There was a lot of stuff in the pocket, yep. and they were creating a good pocket for him. Mm-hmm. You know, And to me, that's a real good sign. I mean – on the one that was almost a no-look to Dante Pettis. He gets out of the pocket there. But the thing that crossed my mind on that play was Braxton Jones clears his guy out, 
Cody Whitehair's guy. Did more guy. than clear him out. Yeah. yeah. Like, that Cody, was a big boy play. And Cody Whitehair's guy just gets around him. But if four of your five guys are holding up, Justin Fields has the athleticism to say, see ya, you ain't keeping up with me. And, you know, like I said, from the stuff outside of the pocket that showed off his athleticism and keeping his eyes downfields, but the stuff inside the pocket, too, is extremely promising because yeah. Justin Fields has never been able to be comfortable yeah. in the pocket. He can't trust the, the interior of his line to hold up, running for his life most games, mm-hmm. uh, especially in that Niners game last year. I can remember more than a few times. So tonight to be able to see him have the confidence to stand in there, read the defense, throw a strike to Ryan Griffin for a touchdown, it's refreshing, man. And it's, uh, you know, I try, you know, I always get so overhyped going into every <laughs> Bears season. And this season, this whole offseason, I was like, I am going to keep my expectations low. I'm going to keep my expectations low. And then this freaking game happens. Yeah. And now I'm fully on board with smoking the 49ers week one. They looked like crap against the Texans. We're beating the crap out of the Browns. It's at home. The Bears are winning, and I will not hear anything otherwise. Let's go over the numbers for Fields. 14 of 16, 156 yards, three touchdowns, was not sacked. Three tutties. Passer rating, 146.9. I like the 46 in there. Ah, yes. Yep. Nice. Doug Plank, It's a sign. It is a sign. And you know what? Another thing that's not going to show up on the stat sheet, you guys, what Fields is also getting more comfortable at is his cadence. He was able to draw mm-hmm. yep. the, the Browns offside just by getting a free five yards with the cadence there. So, again, you're seeing all elements of him being a complete quarterback. Yeah. It happened in this game. And with the five drives, obviously it's a limited sample size in terms of what he's going to see in the regular season. But that's exactly what you want to see. A quarterback mm-hmm. command the offense – will take those free yards when he can. And then right after that, I think it was the, the play to Dante Pettis on the post-corner route for, for him to score a touchdown. So that's just Justin Fields making plays despite, like, maybe not having the best offensive line, the best playmakers, but he's able to do that by himself. And I'm also really glad he finally got that late hit call in this game. Jesus. He slid, took a really big hit, but finally got the call. It's about time, and hopefully that's the case uh, come the regular season. Two separate streaks of seven completions. Is that right? Yep, two separate streaks. I mean, that's great. Great rhythm. Um, obviously, through, I think, to what, seven different receivers. Is that right? I think. Let's I see. should have written this down. We got EQ made a catch. Dante Pettis, Ryan Griffin. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Ca- caught one Komet. on one target. Did you say Komet? Komet. Komet. David. Blasting game? Did Blasting game? Blasting game or? did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How much did we add? I, I, didn't, I wasn't counting. <laughs> <laughs> I was naming off guys. How many shots have you had? Was O'Shaughnessy, was that that to Fields? I can't remember. I don't think think that dude was playing with Fields. Anyway, he threw to a lot of different receivers. That's what's going to happen in the regular season. And look, we're going to have to get to the the people who say, yeah, but, because there are a lot of people on Twitter looking to rain on a parade. Um, The the Browns were without their top two corners. Obviously, you mentioned Clowney and Miles Garrett Garrett were not in there. That's obviously a big thing. But... You know, at the same time, the Browns and Jacoby Brissett were also facing a Bears defense that wasn't at full strength, and they weren't making those plays. And we've seen, and as Bears fans, we've lived through it. We've seen incompetent offenses not able to execute when they're on the, you know, on the right side of the lever. And, and they did it tonight, and, and that's what's promising to me. 
and Luke Getze had a plan, and we we saw a little bit more of what um, what they're going to lean on in fields. And to me, it just makes me so angry that we went through last preseason and we went through this whole charade that Andy Dalton is is QB one, and we installed one defense, uh, one <laughs> offense for for him that was completely different from what Justin Fields can do and what you know what he's able to to do out on the field. And had they done this, maybe Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are still here. And they were so stupid and pigheaded that they had to stick to their, their, their plan. And, and now we actually have a head coach and a, an offensive coordinator that's going to play up to Justin Fields' strengths. Yeah, they certainly should have just stuck with Fields all the way through, through thick and thin of a rookie's ups and downs. But I doubt they're here because Matt Nagy did not understand how to run the ball. This is a guy that said, I didn't come here to run the I formation. And uh, this new coaching staff has a fullback out there creating holes for his running back. Yes, the David Montgomery run got called back. I saw somebody in the chat say, you know, I'm worried about the holes being opened up for the run game. David Montgomery found that hole and then had a huge cutback. Yes, it was negated by a hold, and they got to clean that up because you got to be able to set that edge. But -hmm. at the same time, you know, you see that play, and, you know, we haven't gotten to see David Montgomery in this offense yet, and there he is tonight, and he had a few runs where you were like, here we go. You know, it, it, it's it's exciting, you know, it, just to, to finally get to what – play to the strengths of what your team is. That's what we've been begging for for mm-hmm. the last few years, and especially last year once we got Justin Fields, and it seems like this coaching staff is going to do that. Yeah, this coaching staff does a lot of things that make sense. And I know that's weird to hear from as a Bears fan. Like, oh, they're doing things that make sense. Like, when is this going to stop? It's hard to trust. It's hard to trust, and you don't know how long it's going to go for. But they do seem like this coaching staff, they just get it. Let's get, again, play to the players' strengths, and we'll build off of that. One thing, that another thing that I really liked in this game, and obviously you're going against, we like we mentioned, Browns defenders that are not the top guys out there. But still, the Bears were... In, during this game, there were times where it was first and 20 after that Ryan Griffin holding yeah. call. Usually, those are drive killers for the Bears. Right. We've seen that so many. First and 20, punt. We already know it's going to be a punt at some they point. Didn't, they didn't need all three downs exactly. to get out of the first yeah, and 20. Yeah, so they, they picked up a chunk on, like, after the first and 20, it was the uh, a play to Dante Pettis. Then they moved the, uh, moved the pocket and get the ball to Komet on a mm. second down and six. So you're picking up those chunk yards, and the drive's not over. Because of a holding call. There was another play where David Montgomery didn't pick up any yards on first down. It was second and ten. Like, yeah. even at that point for, you know, some Bears teams, they could not get past that. Right. And then it's, it's a touchdown. Um, forget which touchdown that was from Fields. He threw three of them tonight. But <laughs> they were able to overcome that. And, yes, it's preseason. Stuff is still very vanilla. But that's even yeah. encouraging to see in that sense, just that, even though you don't have success on first down, that doesn't mean the drive is over right then and there. Yeah, I mean, they and they played mistake, not mistake-free football, but One they penalty. limited the mistakes. In, in the first half. One penalty, and then what, Simeon lost the ball? Yeah, the he got, the, had the fumble the happen. First. Yeah. Um, but they, they limited it there and, and held the, the Browns to a field goal. So it's uh, it doesn't seem like the Bears team that we watched the last three years. Which is promising. No, it doesn't. Um, and, you know, we've, we've been very um, hyper-focused on the, on the offense, but the defense only gave up. Granted, there was a missed field goal from the Browns, but yeah. six points in the first half. Yeah. And 
Now, no Chubb, no Cream Hunt. Yeah, so they're missing no their Mari guys, No Mari Cooper. Too. Just let us enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> there were still some really good things you saw from, collectively, this Bears defense and how they kind of rallied to the football, but I thought you saw some really good things from Kyler Gordon. Yeah. And, you know, a combination with, like, Kendall Vildor at times, but seeing some of the young guys and those guys in the secondary make plays, that was also encouraging. Yeah, Kendall mm-hmm. Vildor making that tackle in the open field. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned how when they're in nickel, Kyler will play the slot, and when they're out of it, Kyler will slide to the outside. So to see Kendall Vildor make that play out there, you know, he got a bad rap from Bears fans last year, and, you know, I got my buddy on Twitter, B. Shulks, who's very – probably his biggest fan and someone I respect as far as football knowledge. And, you know, he'd always defend him, and he, he stayed to that all offseason. And to see the coaching staff now – have that belief in him because mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson has played well at yeah. camp. He may yeah. not have made any plays in the preseason games, which certainly is a something you want to do to to make your mark. But you know, Kendall Vildor being that you know you know starting corner for them now alongside Jalen and 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 Kyler Gordon shows the trust they have in him. And then he was all over the place tonight, so it's so exciting to think what this secondary can be, you know, and and they could potentially be a very tough secondary we just have to see what the rookie learning curve is going to yeah. be for brisker and gordon they're certainly talented yeah i think we're at a point now it's like okay can this team really stay healthy and what can they do if they're healthy uh adam and i talked on wednesday coming off that tuesday practice that was so physical at hallis hall yeah yeah that's what eberflus is 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 preaching that's what he's instilling but is that the sort of thing that can last over 17 games right yeah and the thing is too like he does want to practice that way too throughout the course of the regular season so there's got to be a balance and you know Iberflu's going to have to figure <laughs> out what that balance looks like when it comes to the regular season so obviously you want to you want to sustain that though because obviously when it comes to the second half of games right you have a defense that's still hitting you as hard as it was on the first play as it is like the 30th play that weight wears on you over time. And that's what Iberflus has talked about. That's what the the defend, uh, the defensive guys have talked about. Like, play one has to look like play 10. Play mm-hmm. 10 has to look like play 20. And so if that's you're preaching hard to do. that, that is hard, hard to do. And it's the hits principle. And it seems like this team is really just embracing it. And it's been implemented yeah. into uh, the guys there. And I feel like the schedule is in their favor. If we, as fans or analysts had a better idea of what they were going to be. To me, this is a huge question mark team because we just don't know. We've had a lot of arguing <laughs> on Bears Twitter, which is right. no surprise, but this season, offseason more than ever because we just don't know. Could they be a surprise team? Yes. Could they have a really, really tough time because of depth and, and you know, talent deficiencies? Youth, yeah, yes, or guys. youth. Yes. But we just don't know. But when you just look, if you just look at the schedule and see how it lays out with the Niners at home to start, which I like, obviously the Packers is always not favorable to the Bears. But then after that, you have the Texans, you have the Giants, you have the Vikings, the Redskins, or the Commanders, excuse me. Mm -hmm. None of those teams I'm afraid of. You have the Jets, not afraid of the Jets. And then we looked at it. They showed the, the end of schedule, which is the hardest part of their schedule, where they have the Packers, then a bye, then the Bills, then the Eagles, then the Vikings, and the Lions. Okay, but four of those five are at home. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's the toughest part of your schedule. It's at home. If they could somehow, you know, with some luck and some talent, you know, or some some stuff they do on their own behalf and find their way into November, you know, yeah, I'm going to be out here ripping my shirt off, you know, I swear <laughs> to God. Like, with a Malort uh, shot in hand. I, I mean, shoot, t- shot of Malort. If Justin Fields, I'll say this right now, if Justin Fields throws 30 touchdowns or 4,000 yards, either or, I will shave my head, take drink a whole bottle of Malort. I don't care if they can do either one. So wait a minute. This week we had Sean Anderson <laughs> I know, I saw Sean shaving his head on what's going on, on set, and now we have Malort shots, and you're going to combine the two. I will whatever you want. I'll jump in Lake. I'll do the polar plunge. I don't. I literally don't care if he can get either one of those done. Name it. I'll do it. Hey, real real quick. We have over a thousand people in the chat right now, which is amazing. Make sure you hit that smash button. Even more, like send this to your friend right now. Send this to your group chat. Let's get this out. Bring more in here. Our peak concurrent for last our, our, for the last uh, Seahawks one was twelve hundred. Do you think we can beat twelve hundred? Come on, that's, I don't that's know, not, maybe we're not far off there. Let's go, guys. Yeah, I depends think we can do if it. depends if these guys do more Malort shots. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, the bottle. So you guys can't see this, but the bottle is just right Way behind our up. great producer Lawrence. The, the best there, part about the, the best part about that whole stunt was that Nick. Poured the Malort shots clear across. <laughs> the, <laughs> he was trying clear to across the office, and then, then really, and then he fit, he did, he did him full, and then he just like very gingerly was walking over, like he didn't want to spill a single drop. He's walking like he has two sticks of dynamite in his hand. <laughs> That's honestly what it felt like in my head. <laughs> uh, not not a drop though, which was uh, good. But I think yep, there's Lawrence right there. If you're watching, and the Malort bottle just waiting to be consumed again. Yep, that's um, all you guys. You can have it. You can have it. No, honestly, bring yeah, me my stay crown there. back. All right, guys, we're gonna continue this conversation, but I have to tell everybody again about PointsBet. PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time. Sign up for PointsBet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHO locker. If you're watching the show, you see all of us are rocking our CHO shirts. Got the Bears ones represented, the CHGO one over there. So there's a lot more on, on the website, so definitely go check that out. But if you download or download the PointsBet app today and use that code CHO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Beautiful. All right, you guys, let's let's keep breaking down this game. And where I kind of want to take this discussion, we saw some wide receivers maybe make a case for themselves in this game. Absolutely. And, you know, specifically Dante Pettis, you guys. Right. A guy that maybe coming into this game on the fringe of making this 53-man roster. But, I don't know, Greg, for you, did he do enough to make the 53? Has to. Have? Has to. You know, a guy that has experience in this league. And then you see the, you know, sitting down – in the zone or however you want to say it when Fields is scrambling. As you mm-hmm. mentioned, the scramble drill eluded the Bears so much last year. And there's Fields on the outside and kind of, you know, puts his eyes one way so the defense will flow 
and then he hits Pettis on the sideline. And then, of course, the the nasty move he had for a touchdown to show that route running capability. And, you know, like I said, the veteran experience, you combine the two, and he should be a roster lock, in my opinion. I like that you, like, touch on his experience. Like, you know what Dante Pettis is, right? And Ryan Pohl's strategy was clearly to, you know, take as many lottery tickets as possible. And you really don't know right now what EQ or, or Pringle can bring, right? EQ finally gets in the uh, on the stat sheet today, one catch mm-hmm. for 18 yards. So that was nice to see. I think he had two targets. But you still don't know. I mean, he's, he's got 37 career receptions, one touchdown. So if you, you keep Pettis around, and he's obviously capable, capable of doing a lot of things, um, I think he was probably going to be on the roster anyway, but I think – Tonight definitely cemented it. Hey, check this comment out from Steven. What do you think the odds of a receiver that meaningfully, meaningfully contributes this year isn't on the roster already? What do you think the odds of that are? Ooh, uh, I mean, I think the big one that people are kind of talking about right now is what Denzel Mims yeah. from, from the Jets. And obviously, you know, being in a situation with the Jets, I wonder even where he would even be in the mix with these current Bears wide receivers. And obviously very young, talented, but – it could be a possibility. I think there's going to be some surprise cuts everywhere in the NFL. And the Bears are – that's not a position where they're loaded, right? They're right. the exact opposite of that. If Darnell Mooney were to go down, like, all hell breaks <laughs> loose for the Bears wide receivers. But I don't know why I laughed at that. <laughs> well, that's actually the, the worst thought the I could think thing. of. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. So it wouldn't be too surprising but meaningful. I don't know if I put it that far. Maybe a contributor. A contributor, yeah. Because I think that's what this whole wide receiver room is going to be for the Bears. There's like, opportunities there, right? Yes. So who's going to who's going to reach up and take it? Obviously, yeah. they didn't go out and spend money. They didn't swing a big trade for uh, you know a DK Metcalf or you know someone in, uh, of that you know lineage, I guess. But there's opportunity. Can mm-hmm. EQ do it? Can Pringle do it? Those guys have been waiting. You know, waiting. They had you know Patrick Mahomes throwing them balls and Aaron Rodgers throwing them balls. They didn't do it there. Can they it's do it here? Chance. I don't know. Yeah, there's their chance. I just feel like, though, if they were going to do it, why wouldn't they have added somebody when Nikhil Harry went down? When Nikhil Harry went down, I would have thought 100% they're going to get somebody. But there were guys av- there were guys available on the waiver wire back then that are still available. They chose not to get any of them. Some of them decently talented. Will Fuller, somebody I've always liked being a Notre Dame fan, and, and I understand he's been – injured in this league but he's very talented and then there's there's other guys that are on that list um Emmanuel Sanders who's very experienced veteran know what you're getting from him he -hmm. would be what the second best wide receiver on this team I mean just from you know what he's done in this league track record you know but at the same time why didn't they get any of those guys so that almost leads me to believe they're not going to unless there's a true surprise cut of somebody that would rival Darnell Mooney as far as his standing, because we didn't see Valus Jones tonight. And I know Valus Jones is going to be a part of this offense. I know it. He stays well, healthy. Yeah, if he stays healthy. That goes along for everybody, Byron Pringle included. But, uh, you, know, say, you know, ESB is going to, you know, be their big target, a guy that's going to block and stuff like that. Nikhil Harry, mm-hmm. you know, they're not getting rid of him. So, at this point, I almost think they're not going to get anybody and just stick with who they have. It seems risky, but at this point, if you're bringing in somebody, it's going to take a lot for them to get acclimated to, to the offense and Justin Fields. I'll say this too real quick, Kevin. Like They also waived 
Daz Newsom, right? They kind of like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't we don't need you on this roster. Obviously, very inconsistent in camp, and you, you mentioned Nikhil Harry's injury, so they evaluated and have seen all these wide receivers now for the you know past month and a half in training camp, and as it stands today, you know maybe they just feel comfortable with the group that they have, who have learned the system, who have been with Fields since the beginning of the summer, and Nikhil Harry would go on IR probably the day after he makes initial fifty three. And he'll be a part of that group and return later in the season. But that could just be their mindset right now. We feel good with this. We'll carry another tight end. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be a physical, you know, team that will run to set up the pass. And so maybe we don't need to actually carry an extra wide receiver. And that's how we'll kind of approach the season. Unless Odell Beckham saw what we all saw tonight and (laughs) said, hey, I will come play for you guys. I'll join Justin. (laughs) Hey, start from the ground up, Odell. What did you think of uh, Isaiah Coulter tonight? You know, so he's he's been having a good preseason. Right. I just – it's going to be special teams value. What can he also add there? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's as a gunner or some, something like that because he's not – I don't think he's consistent enough or good enough to just make it strictly as a wide receiver. If you're yeah. making, like, the fifth or sixth guy, you better be <laughs> someone that's on special teams busting your ass and, and contributing in that phase because if you're not – then you're, you're not going to be a part of uh, that wide receiving core. I like this dude, Mo Beerman. Mo Beerman. Well, first off, I like that name, Mo Beerman. Very like, Simpsons-esque. I want, yeah, I want that guy, you know, like, delivering me a high life on set. But he says, don't get excited. 4-0 Lions proceeded to go 0-16. As a few other people, though, uh, don't tell pointed me out, the live, Bears Mo. didn't go 4-0. They went 3-0. So. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me how to live, Mo. <laughs> Don't rain on my sunshine today. You mentioned Owen sixteen. What did, didn't Mike Martz have some smart yeah. ass comments to say about Martz? Old Martzy. You should have oh. called up Mike Martz for tonight's show. Oh, that would have been great. Hey, uh, Jeff Cumberland here. Uh, he says we need to have like and donation goals for shots. So what do we think about that? <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> a, a, an Uber ride home too. Yeah, yeah. Jeff. yeah. Well, um, I would like donations. I would do a shot for. Hmm. Unless we're having a slumber party here. I don't know. How many? How much? <laughs> how much in uh, in uh, super chats? What do you think? Fifty? Oh wow! I mean, not one person. I did yeah. it for five last time out of the Smirnoff bottle. Remember? That's you. I'm producing the show here. I got a lot oh, of shit okay, to do gotcha. back here. Well, I won't be here. I'll usually be at the stadium. So you guys do whatever you want and take your shots. So like another five dollar super chat would get you a shot since you are here, right yes. now. Uh, but for me, it's fifty. Total. Any, anyone else? Anyone have any numbers? How about this? Just smash the like button. 500 likes. Come on. There's a thousand people watching. We, we yeah, have 167 likes. That's an easy way yes. to do it. All you have to do is hit a thumb. That's all you have <laughs> to do. Hit the thumb. It doesn't do anything to your YouTube algorithm or anything. Like, I mean, people might be us. like playing Madden right now. They might be playing video well, games. They might be. Pause the Madden. Hit that thumb. Get us to 500. I'll do a shot of my lord. Or. <laughs> I like it. Or $50. It's a button. You're, it's not actually money. <laughs> I said $50 or 500 likes. <laughs> Done. There you go. <laughs> Boom. All right, guys. Uh, go, kind of going back to this game, I saw some individual just effort that I think is – it was the – it was on a second down play, Greg. We were kind of talking about it. It was number six, Devontae Harris, who made – he just barreled himself into one of the offensive players – and, again, Devontae Harris probably not making the roster, you guys. Mm-hmm. But he was able to bounce 
his the initial uh, offensive player into the ball carrier. Yeah. And sets up like a third and two. And the Browns didn't end up getting the third down conversion. And it's like those kind of plays right there yep. are symbolic of what Matt Eberflus wants to see out of this team. <coughs> you saw Travis Gibson late in the third quarter track down the a ball carrier yep. from the opposite side to get you know the ball carrier. The effort is there. The effort is there. After the play is over, after an incomplete pl- pass, you're seeing players swarm around the bouncing football. You know, like you said on that Harris play, that was um, that was an amazing play by him. He's not like a it's not like Akeem Hicks barreling mm-hmm. down and pushing, taking one of his teammates through and knocking his own teammate out of bounds. That was incredible. So, yeah, you're absolutely seeing the influence that Matt Eberflus has had on this team so far, and it'll just be so <laughs> exciting to see what this team looks like for four quarters when the starters are out there week one. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think that's going to be huge. If this team is actually going to make uh, surprises this season, I think it will be because they do buy into this. And so far they have. Mm -hmm. But when it's maybe the middle of the season, maybe the record doesn't look exactly where they want it to be, I wonder if it gets a little tougher to, you know, keep putting that effort every single time to – Make the first snap look like the fiftieth snap in a game. <laughs> it better, when, yeah, and that, that's be the thing. Next year, the, the culture is starting to be established, and that's the only way that maybe we'll see a difference in these Bears teams if they can actually consistently put that effort in games. Because if that happens, then you guys, and maybe like Greg was saying, there are some surprises, yeah. and then this Bears team can actually, you know, make make a, a name for itself, even in a very you know, in Matt Eberflus's first season with the Bears here. Um, in terms of guys that stood out to you, obviously Justin Fields steals the highlight there and is the number one guy. Is there anybody else that kind of you looked at in this game, okay, maybe, you know, we have to consider for the 53 or this is another trend in the right direction. Um, yeah, anybody that kind of stands out in the, um, your guys' eyes? I liked how, you know, Ryan Griffin, the way he rebounded. He, he took yeah. that big penalty. Um, on the uh, the good Montgomery run, yeah, and then then rebounds, runs a great route, and 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 catches the touchdown on the, on that same drive. Um, obviously, Cole Komet is tight end number one, but you, you want different looks there and different options from from that position group. Um, I, I like that. Um, Kyler Gordon, you know, he he stepped up and and showed us some things that almost that, had a pick. That diving yep. pass break breakup was great. So. Um, I guess maybe those two guys down rostered stood yeah. out to me. If you're in the comments too, I mean, were there any players that kind of surprised you or, you know, got your attention as you were watching this game? Maybe some of the guys that are not as, yeah. you know, the top end of the roster, but just people that, you know, maybe now you have to legitimately think about, do they make this 53-man roster and they'll do the cutdowns next Tuesday, next Tuesday. But any guys that you thought um, caught your eye on this one? Okay, I see that T3P podcast, 79 Coley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 79 was making a bunch of plays in this game today. And, you know, with the defensive line depth, especially in the interior, maybe Coley's a guy that is, is fighting for a spot. But I agree with that one there for sure. Charles Pettis. Snowden had a nice Snowden. third quarter. Yeah, he, he had a good a couple of rundowns there. Uh, it wasn't a late hit on the quarterback, but he got close to the quarterback. Mm. So I like that too. Um, we have Webster's fast. Yes. Actually, we were, we were kind of talking earlier, Kevin, like uh, – Obviously, the wide receivers, we said Dante Pettis maybe put himself 
and probably did in the consideration of making the 53. Yeah. Does Nasimba Webster make the 53? And he's a special, he's a, he's at the core, he's a special team, right? But Nasimba Webster, is he, uh, is he a part of the 53, guys? I'm going to go no. <laughs> well, I, I doubt it. I mean, when you talk about wide receivers who can also contribute on on special teams, we already have a, a few of those, so I would yeah. guess not. Um, yeah. But I, we'll find out. On, it's on Tuesday, right? The Tuesday is where yeah. they'll make up. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Morrow had a good game, yeah. good first half. You know, and you combine him with the legend mm-hmm. from Wisconsin that Adam <laughs> is so big on, and then you get, you know. I'm uh, also big on him. I'm a Badger. That's yeah. true, yeah. Kevin, too. <laughs> I'm yeah, too. You talked about buying a jersey tonight. Uh, he did, like, yeah. What are we doing? You, know, you combine him with, you know, Roquan coming back. Con- you know, Connor maybe. Connor called out Strowman. Who would have thought that Strowman had a save for the Bears? Yeah, <laughs> God damn it! Took you a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, okay. But he did have the interception, mm-hmm. and then I believe what did he do at the end here? That he was, broke up the pass on the two point conversion. There you go. Yeah, yeah. on Javon Wims. On Javon Wims, Wims who. I, on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. I congratulated Javon Wims for not punching anyone tonight. It's baby steps for Javon <laughs> Wims. He's, it's personal growth. Very, very huge. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, what else were, you, were, you, were you surprised that, uh, that Roquan didn't play tonight? Yes, uh, because it was trending in the direction of him playing. Yeah, even um, who said he was going to play. So yeah, I, I love play. the – so they had Ryan Poles in, <laughs> in the booth a, after halftime. And the first question that Adam Amin asked him was, why didn't he play? And Ryan Poles was like, oh, he had some uh, tightness. tightness. And I was like, yeah, I don't believe that, but sure. <laughs> and it was so quick and concise. That was it. That was yeah. hamstring tightness. Next question. Very nice and clean explanation. And look, we don't need him to play. I guess it would be nice that he did play, you know, considering it's a new defense and you want, want some reps, but – if he's out there week one, everything's going to be fine. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, if there's anybody on this defense, maybe Robert Quinn's the other one who obviously yeah. didn't play tonight, but you feel good about Roquan Smith. Even though he is going from a different defense and technically a new position yeah. and playing alongside a player he's never played alongside before with Nicholas Morrow, but you still feel good about Roquan Smith yeah. week one against the 49ers and He'll him doing right. his stuff. I'll tell you, on the Tuesday – was it Tuesday practice? Yeah, where there were no fans allowed. <laughs> he just delivered a hit on David Montgomery. <laughs> and obviously with no fans, you could hear the pads popping. And you're like, okay, Roquan's back. He, he looks just fine. So I think out of any of the guys there, like you're going to feel really comfortable about him. Let me ask you this, Greg, because I already think I know your answer to this. With this game, actually, we'll, we'll look at the preseason as a whole, but obviously hyper-focused on this game. NFC Championship, yes. I was okay. going to go. Does your <laughs> expectations of the Bears this season? Let's go. Does the needle move? And, yeah, and was it just the way that Justin Fields played? Or where does – obviously, I think that has a lot of, of weight there. But why, why do you feel so strongly about this Bears team after tonight's victory? Well, it's interesting because, like I said, all offseason, I continue to tell myself, keep your expectations low. They surprise great. And if they are who we do I thought to, they do were going to close be, that door at this point, we got somebody. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear the music neighbors. on the outside. It's probably uh, we have, we have the door Nike. open because it's hot in here, and there's people going up the alley with 
lasted some. I don't know. Do you, is I like it? it. Is it I like fine? It's a beautiful is it night. Okay? I think we're. Go, I think we're okay. I think they, beautiful I think Saturday night. Let them. Yeah. Let nice them breeze. have fun. Bears. Bears are undefeated. Lots of bugs bears. flying around these lights. Yeah, but, that's okay. but it's interesting because uh, earlier this off season, I did a little show with some friends of mine, my scumbag friends, and <laughs> we were talking, you know, about the Bears, and I'm preaching about, you know, hey, come on, Ray, keep your expectations low. You know, he's like, we're, we're going to win 11 games. I'm like, you sound ridiculous, Ray, okay? <laughs> and then uh, it was also we were with D'Lo Brown, you know, uh, of, of WWF wrestling fame and diehard Bears fan, and we go through this, the schedule, game by game, and by the end of it, I'm, like, finding myself to 9-10 wins because – a, I'm a meatball, and you know, right, you know, I, I'm proud of that. But at, at B, like I said, the way you look at the schedule, and if you just go week to week and you take into consideration, okay, if you truly believe they're going to win X game, then the momentum changes, right? Yeah. Because like the Patriots game, that doesn't look like a winnable game, you know, two months ago. But if you're going to say the Bears are, you know, can win week one, which I believe they can, I love the fact that that game is at home. Right. Well, no, that's on the road. So the no, 49ers. They, oh, 49ers. Yes. Oh, yeah, the 49ers game. Absolutely. You you believe? I, I hate the fact that the Packers game is at night. But at, at night, least it's not Sunday the home night. opener. Sure. Because when when we have to play the Packers I, on the I, home I, opener, it's always a disaster. But the fact that it's Niners. <laughs> it doesn't matter when they play the Packers. I know. I know yeah. that. But at least it's not Week One. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand Week One primetime at Lambeau. It's the worst. It is. So yeah, then they they. I think the Niners is a winnable game. And then, like I said, Texans, Giants, Vikings, Commanders at home on a Thursday night game, all winnable games. If they can win those games or a majority of them, now they have momentum on an extended week from the Thursday night game heading into the Monday night game against the Patriots. And it's, yeah, it sounds ridiculous. I get <laughs> it. And this is what Bears fans have been barking at each other over all offseason. But that is where... You know, my belief is they they could be a surprise team, but there are so many ifs that have to happen if they stay healthy, if the offensive line gels well, if Justin Fields takes another step, if the wide receiving core stays healthy, if Roquan Smith stays healthy. Those are some of the biggest ifs. Then they have all these other little ifs beyond those ifs. And by the end of it, if if was the fifth, we'd all be drunk. And so, and I'm half buzzed right now. So, yeah, I will find a way to tell you how they can win 10 games. Any true Bears fan will. But yeah. then you have to also fall back to reality. And, you know, if you want to have any respect for the people that talk realistic football, you have to take into account the the chances that we are getting ahead of our skis, even after what you we'll see, see tonight. Where the tonight is we'll so see what the character of this team is, right? As, right. as soon as the regular season comes, because it, it's as tough as uh, open, opening two games gets, right? I mean, the, the Niners and Packers. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Niners' front seven is not going to be what the Browns brought against the Bears. Uh, going, into, going into Lambeau is, is going to be tough. If you start 0-2, right. that's tough, right? The momentum. That's but now I mean. you've got the Texans, and, and that is a winnable game. Can you take care of that? Uh, now, people are uh, – uh, Justin Fields tonight said it's a turning point for the offense. Hopefully they do feel like that. Hopefully they feel like they've unlocked some things. He's starting to see uh, things at a, a little slow – I think mm -hmm. you made the comment last year. He, he was starting to see things a little slower, but hopefully that actually takes hold this year. Okay, guys, I have a question for you, and we'll say it right after this ad break, and then we'll, we'll answer your questions. Uh, for everybody in the chat, so make sure you have those ready to go. 
But if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, just email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Here's a question I have for you guys, and feel free to chime in, too, in the chat. The very first Bears drive of this game... We were like, oh, crap. <laughs> the offensive line out, missed yeah. blocks on every single down, three and out. Something that we were very consistent, very consistent last year. And then the Bears go out and do what they do. They have the touchdown drives. They have two five-play drives that end in touchdowns. What, what's the, what is this Bears? Is the Bears offense more representative of what we saw in the very first drive? Or is it more towards, like, those touchdown drives that we saw? Because, again, no Miles Garrett, no Jadavion Clowney. Mm-hmm. Browns didn't, weren't throwing the most exotic things out there. Are the Bears the first drive, or are they closer to what we saw Fields doing, Luke Getze getting Fields out in space? I'm just curious. And, again, for you guys listening, where the Bear, what, what is the Bears' offense? That first drive yeah. or what we kind of saw with the touchdowns? I think it's second. I mean – they didn't roll them out at all on that on that first series, right? No, because um, it was three and out. It was two two Montgomery runs, and then then the, yeah, it, the, it colla- yeah. the pocket collapsed pretty the quickly. Run was a draw. Yep. Um, I, I think it's the second option. Yeah, um, you can just say what you want. Of course, Nick Bosa is gonna give Braxton Jones everything he can handle week one. I think he'll. I think he'll hold his own to his own right. You know, of course Nick Bosa is going to get a couple. But it can't be about the one bad play or the one bad series. Like you said, those are the things that used to flatline a Matt Nagy team. And they adjusted. Yeah, all the players are missing. I get it. It's the preseason. I see Matt Nagy's in the chat saying, you know, it's easy (laughs) to look good in the preseason. You know, not the Bears last year, Matt. So, and, and, and that carried over into the regular season. They did look good. They've looked good for all three games. They've looked disciplined. They've looked organized. They make adjustments. They have balance. They get outside the pocket. So, yeah, I see enough to have a semblance of confidence that they can go into week one and be competitive and maybe even win that game against a team that was in the NFC Championship last year. So, you know... It is what it is. You don't want to, you know, there's plenty of negative people out there. I understand trying to be realistic, but at the same time, if you can't get hyped after watching a Chicago Bears quarterback sling the rock like he did tonight, then turn off your TV and go to bed. Well, just wait till the end of the show. But then after that, turn off your TV (laughs) and go go. to bed. It was fun, you guys. And I'm probably, you know, more so towards those touchdown drives because I think that's, what the Bears are going to be offensively. Mm-hmm. But I know there's going to be games, like like you were kind of saying, there's going to be matchups that are not going to favor the Bears. Like, Braxton Jones is an anomaly right now, being yeah. that he was a fifth-round draft pick. Now he's your left, your, your left tackle. But there are going to be games where they struggle. 
But what I think we saw throughout the, this game with that starting unit for the five drives, their ability to overcome obstacles. Mm-hmm. That first drive didn't end up the way they wanted to. Let's go get a touchdown on this, the next drive. Holding penalty. Let's overcome that and still end up with a touchdown. Let's not gain any yards on first down with a run to Montgomery. We'll still score a touchdown. Yeah. That wasn't there with the Bears. So that is, like I said, encouraging. We talked about in the beginning of the show. So if the, the Bears can continue to find ways to overcome obstacles, they're going to come all throughout the season, then they actually have a chance. And that's where we're going to have to wait and see. Well, hey, we keep talking about who the Browns didn't have tonight. The Bears didn't have Lucas Patrick as their center, who is projected to be their starting center. Although I will give Sam Mustafer credit, he played well tonight. Uh, they don't. They haven't had Valus Jones, who's a weapon that you may not know about, but you will in due time. <laughs> Byron Pringle has shaken bake. He haven't seen him all, mm-hmm. you know, preseason. We month, barely yeah. saw David Montgomery until tonight. So yeah, the Bears have been playing without guys too, you know, mm-hmm. and like the whole set, litany of guys on the defensive side of the ball. So. You know, I can puff my chest out a little bit. You know, do they have a tall order to surprise? Yeah, but it's not an impossible order. I like that. This like is just that. the beginning, right? This yep. is not. This is far from the finished it's house project. House money. Ryan Poles did not uh, say 2022 is our year to go for it to make the playoffs. Obviously, we we saw that approach. Um, there are going to be better and and bigger weapons brought in here because they're going to have more money in in future off seasons. But to see actual contributions from what we've seen so far and uh, to, to see the uh, the culture change mm-hmm. I mean, that that's nothing but positives and and yeah you're never gonna hear it from the national media until the Bears prove otherwise until they actually start posting consistent regular season wins and from year to year and that's kind of the cross that the Bears franchise has I mean deservedly ha- had to bear you know mm-hmm. um but as long as as long as they keep on building, it's twenty twenty two is probably going to be a fun ride. It's house money. Yeah, that's what I say. If you keep your expectations low, then they either do what we're all thinking as far as just being realistic all off season, and it is well, what it they is. Started, they have their over under started off at six and a half wins, and at some point it got bet down to five and a half, which is crazy. Wow. Now, if I could find five and a half anywhere. I'm, I'm feeling that. pretty good about Absolutely. that over. Yeah, I'm taking that too uh, as well, you guys. All right, let's. Uh, if there's any questions in the chat, let's go ahead and kind of answer some. Uh, doesn't even have to just only focus on this game. Anything that you have your 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 mind on, let us know. Hey, one thing that that stood out was uh, Dominique Robinson uh, going that's off with right. a leg injury. Yeah. That's that's gonna be one thing to thing to watch. We talked about him pregame and mm-hmm. him wanting to get his motor up after game one, and they call the him loafs, out for the loafs. Yep. And he, he rebounded in game two against Seattle, but uh, you don't want him, you know, batting leg, leg injury. And he's still kind of new to that defensive position. He's exactly. obviously a freak athlete, but he's going to need his reps. No, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely something to monitor because, again, this whole draft class has been contributing right away and in, in these preseason games and the practices, including Dominic Robinson. So hopefully the leg injury isn't too significant. And are you surprised Travis Gibson – Played so deeply into the second half. Somebody said he also played deep into the second half last week. Uh, that feels like a lifetime ago for me uh, with everything I've had going on. So are you surprised he played so deep into the, the second half tonight, being that, you know, it, it, he's supposed to be a guy that's going to get a lot of playing time in the regular season? Knowing Matt Eberflus and just kind of being around him a little bit more, no. And I was, I was also – I spoke to uh, the defensive line coach, Travis Smith, on Monday – 
And he said that Gibson's really figuring out the, the whole hand in the dirt kind of move that he had to make from last year. So I think he just wants to get meaningful reps, reps. and wants to see him more in that position. But, yeah, that's what Iberflus does. I don't think he really cares what your status is on the team. Like, if you need to still show something to him, he'll put you out there and make you play. All right. What do we do? We got anything, Lawrence? Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, you know, I brought myself on screen like three minutes ago. We should make you take a Malort shot just for wearing the green shirt. Yeah. No Packers Uh, colors. It's a it's a Miko's Italian ice shirt. Settle down. Uh, (laughs) I just want to note we have 340 likes currently. I said 500. 340? 340. Holy shit. You're not there yet, people. (laughs) I want you to smash that like button. It's just. Right over Smash there. the like. It's a thumb. I hit it on my iPad. Beautiful. Uh, so smash that. And yes, I will take that bottle of Malort that's behind me, and I will drink a shot if you get to 500. So questions, what do we got? Well, Oof. I did just see a super chat come in here from Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Or $50 in super chats. If you want to do that, I will also do a shot. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, he says, how y'all feeling about the cornerback room now? Yeah, I think prior to this game, still a little... On edge, just kind of knowing, well, Jaquan Brisker's hurt. You have to see more out of Kyler Gordon. You feel good about Kyler Gordon regardless, but you still want to see him go out there and produce. But yeah. still have Kendall Vildor out there. But I think as this offseason's gone on, training camp, I feel good about the corners, you guys. And we're going to have to see how that dynamic works between Vildor and Gordon when they switch off, depending mm-hmm. on the personnel on there. Mm-hmm. But they have, they have young guys. They're talented. And it's just a very simplistic version of the defense where they're not thinking as much. So guys like Eddie Jackson can just react and make plays. Jalen Johnson can react and make plays. And, yeah, and yeah. the young guys. So I'm feeling a lot better, obviously, now than where we were maybe a month and a half or two ago. I agree. I mean, Builder, I think, has, has overcome a little bit of our expectations, which were low. Mm-hmm. So that's great. I, I mean, I don't think it's the, the best corner situation, but hopefully uh, – a defensive coach of Aberflus's pedigree will find a th- way to make things worse. He's just just be resourceful. There you go, be resourceful. I think Kendall Vildor's ceiling could be Tim Jennings. Like if he plays to his maximum potential, mm-hmm. he reminds me of Tim Jennings in the way that he moves in his um, stature, size, and you know, yeah, he got a bad rap in my opinion last year. You know, the Eddie Jackson's not playing. He was in the box how much? He talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Now he's playing his natural position. Um, you know, you, then, you know, we haven't even talked about Thomas Graham. Haven't seen too much of him this preseason. Yeah. He made plays at the end of last year. So him and then Lamar Jackson, as I mentioned, the few times that I got out to training camp, I thought he competed really well. He didn't make any plays of note in the preseason games. But I liked what I saw from Lamar Jackson. He was out there with the first team mm-hmm. uh, yeah. right away tonight. So, obviously, the coaching staff sees something in him, too. Um, and then, yeah, we all know Jalen Johnson is is a good player. And, and, and Eddie Jackson certainly has to bounce back and get back to what we think he can be. <laughs> uh, What's going prove. on over here? I see. Is that Got a $50, the $50 super, super chat? chat. Oh, man. Uh, oh, boy. We DD. certainly do. Put that, yeah, put that you camera on, baby. Yeah, are you the DD? Oh, <laughs> yes, baby. Uh, Ooh, that's peer pressure. Is that, is that Thank all you of us? Is very that? much. 
Yes. Uh, Stephen D says, for me. you saved me 50 bucks. I almost did it myself. <laughs> Thank you. For, no, you know what? No, honestly, no, I'll, I'll take a second. Another 50. I think, I think at least Kevin should do one. I mean, I don't know how Kevin got away with doing I'm not being doing on it. set. <laughs> you hear that? I'm not. I'm not a shot person. I, what kind of dad is this? Come on. I didn't oh, do shots God. on my bachelor party. I'm not doing one here, man. All right. DD did I it for Lawrence. Steven, um, you dropped the 50. That that one's mine. Appreciate you. Yeah, so 8-Hour Vibe says uh, the $50 Super Chat has a punctuation error in it. That's a loaf. Uh, anyways, I got to go find a shot glass and uh, get this going. So let me throw another question your way. Uh, let me get myself out of the screen here. You Why don't you just take score? a slug of the bottle? No, that's rude. And then, and then you know, the next guy that's, doesn't yeah, want it. Don't do that. A uh, lot of people asking about the line. A lot of line questions. You act like there'll be germs. Uh, and this is, <laughs> yeah, since 8 no. Hour Vibes is on screen now, let's just switch to his question. He says, do you guys think Jenkins starts at right guard against the 49ers? For sure. He has to. I think so. Like, yeah. the whole the, still being, like, trade rumors around Tevin, <coughs> I, I, I just never got the, the premise of that when he's taking your first team reps at right guard. You can get you can get him good looks at in the, with the second team, third team, and still get tape out there for other teams. Mm-hmm. You're taking away opportunities from maybe it's Michael Schofield who's was running with the threes today. We yeah. saw what we needed to see from Schofield week one. <laughs> no yeah, thank you. On, on the I'm no <laughs> offensive line guru, but But he's a local boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no still thank be on the team. You have too many local boys on this team, right? There, yeah, James O'Shaughnessy. You have obviously Michael Schofield. Kramer. Sanborn. Well, he's Illinois. Sanborn. Kemet yeah, checks out. Kemet. Wow, yeah. That, that's got to be something. But, yeah, there's no doubt um, Tevin Jenkins starts at right guard. And he, he said in his, um, his press conference on Wednesday or Thursday that he's starting to just get a better feel for the right guard position. He said everything comes a lot quicker in terms of when you're trying to block somebody. Now you're more so in that phone booth, so to speak. But he's starting to get it a little bit more. And for someone that got thrown into the position three days before the second regular season game, yeah. He's, he's picking up on it pretty quickly, so that's that's good to see from the former second-round draft pick. Hey, one thing we didn't talk about was uh, was Fields scrambling and then Phillips hitting him late, and we all thought, oh, here, here we go again. Fields is not going to get a flag. And I think Whitehair and – It was Whitehair. Was it Sam Mustafer's? Uh, Whitehair and Mustafer went right yeah. away. Stood up for him, and then and then they did get the flag. Mm-hmm. Adam had a great rant after the, uh, oh, yeah. the Seattle one that went viral saying – why doesn't Fields ever get the flags? It was nice to see Fields get a flag tonight for, for being hit late. Yeah, no doubt. And I, that one wasn't – I don't think that was a, a way for – the defender had t- time, I think, to let up. But Totally. Yeah. He could have. Yeah, he, he could have. pulled the Brisker and just flown dumb. over him. Yeah, yeah Jaquan Brisker had a, a really good play. It's scary to that. think that he almost is safer not sliding because of the way they're laying him out. I mean, that could put you out for – a few weeks, let's, you know, yeah, with Let's concussion. not try that. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like at this point, the way these guys, it's like the league is headhunting him. You know, I know it's not on purpose, but at the same time, it feels like it, and it just freaks me out. Chubbs is going after you, Nick. Yeah, thanks for the two I, I know where Chubbs is going because Chubbs has always has been mean? a loyal follower of mine for a long time. You have he talks he, he talks a tough game on Twitter, but he's got a big heart. Nick, he, he's going at you about the Packers thing, you know, because, oh, you know, okay. earlier in the offseason, and, and I've even said it, I have a defeatist attitude towards the Green Bay Packers and think that anytime we play them, we have a tough time winning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think he's taking you to task, if I can speak for Chubbs here, because I saw it in the earlier chat, too. Chubbs said, you know, do you think that the Bears <laughs> can beat the Packers now? 
I I still think we're far from from that. I mean, week two is not a favorable matchup. Then they play. <laughs> I told him put money on it. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, if he feels that confident, put money on. And then I, they play I, on my they, birthday, the second time. I'm like, you usually know how this ends. So I'm not I'm not quite there yet. We need to see when it, after this second game. It's still very early on, but I'm not quite ready to say the Bears are are being the Packers. What, uh, Greg, let me ask you this. What is the minimum amount of Bears wins that will make you real happy about 2022? Minimum I want Bears a nu- wins? I want a number. I don't want a, hey, you know. I don't minimum wanna... Bears wins that will make me happy? Seven. Minimum. Right. If they're under seven, I'll be disappointed because then that means, you know, we're stringing together a bunch of losses and games that we should have won, like I said, with the winnable mm. games that are on our schedule. So... I yeah. would say I would put it at seven. I'm gonna need an answer. And anything for, over seven, I will be elated yes. for. To, if to they DD, win eight, more? or if they win nine, I do it. Because yeah. nine puts you over five hundred. So bring it on, DD. Seven, I'll take. Anything over, I'm nine gonna be eight. really excited. I think I think that's about right. Yeah. And that's where I, I have I, them. I, do, I, have I them do winning think, seven games this year. You think there's a way to be optimistic about a five or six win team going into 2023? The only way they can, you can feel optimistic about the Bears on a five win season is if it's like what we saw with the Chargers and, and your co- and, yeah and Herbert going mm-hmm. off. But I just can't envision a scenario where Justin Fields throws for 3,800 yards and 30 touchdowns combined, rushing and re- and passing. And they only win five games. The two don't line up. If defense, they're win the defense five st- games, takes a step back, your front seven's not as great as you right. Know. It'd have to be a massacre of injuries Ugh. for them <laughs> to only have five. You know, I just uh, <laughs> D. You got to pick us up, too. You, I appreciate you, DD, for doing this. Uh, for people who are not watching, we'll just listen tomorrow. We're doing another <laughs> shot of Malort. This gonna. St- oh my god! That's just yeah, just the yeah. top one is mine. All right, here we go. Yep, thank you, Edie. Um, you're a blessing and a curse. Oh. Just give well, me now one. You're gonna, you're gonna have to write your post game article after this. Oh god, that's right. That that's was a, a controlled <laughs> pour there. It was a little out of control. And you're doing one too, left. Lawrence. All right. This is um, Malort. It's good for you. You want me to tell you the toast? I, I, I did a toast with to Dennis Rodman once, the same toast I did with Dennis Rodman. There are good ships. There are wood ships. There are ships that sail the sea, but the best ships are friendships. Yeah. <laughs> and may they always be. I feel that. Let's do this, guys. Cheers. Oh, God. Bears. Go again. It's delicious. I don't know what you guys are worried about. Nick's not going to be able to finish this one. It's already done. Oh, come on, Nick. <laughs> it's already uh, done. This is officially a DD, thank Chicago you very sports much. post-game show. Thank <sighs> you very much. We love you, man. That's awesome. It was fun. Uh, also, we have 442 people hit that like button. Yes. Y'all are close. I don't know if that means I have to do another. I think I said either or, so I don't know if that – I don't know. Do I have to do another? Can I fake it? I, I mean, know. you are going to be here for, I think, most of the game. I mean, all the, you're going to be at the games. So we'll be this at the is games. Like, yeah, had to. This is your one post game to to capitalize and kind of cut we'll loose. Go home. Two shots of Malort. Had to. It was super cool. You were out in Seattle and you did your your um, sixty second updates that we put on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, and it was just awesome to see because you were right on the field. You saw like the Seattle. You guys aren't doing well, but <laughs> I could do all the other shots. I thought Malort. it was awesome. It was it was it was a cool experience just being out there, and I plan on doing that for. 
all the road games. So when we're in Dallas, when we're in Atlanta, and you know things like that, definitely looking to do those stand ups. But yeah, CHO, we're everywhere. We're obviously yeah. doing the post games here. We'll have people out at the games, and that's what makes us so unique and so so great. Where you're getting yeah. coverage, regardless of where the Bears are at, you're always gonna have coverage here. Make sure you let people know about us. Like we're gonna have post game. Like the Bears win, we're leading the party. The Bears lose, we're leading the funeral. Either way, like we're bleeding as much as you guys are, and that's what like that's why CHGO is cool. Like it's not mm-hmm. there's no pretense here. <laughs> like it's exactly yeah. Looks like uh, well yeah Brandon, I'm pretty sure Brandon yeah gave us a super chat too. Be happy. Uh, yeah well first of all Curtis says uh, championships oh. are the best ships. I agree there. That, that, championships uh, are yeah. the best ships. Uh, I like those yes, two. May they Brandon be. who he's he's a three dollar super chat. Thank you sir. I'd be happy with a five win season and then in. In Jiba hype train, well, I forget how to say his name. Is that the receiver for Ohio State? Who is that dude? Well, if you're happy with a five-win yeah. season, that means we're getting a top-five pick, and that's why you're happy. So that's what I mean. It's a win-win season. It's house yeah. money. If they disappoint or uh, you know are what the national pundits expect, and they're a bad team, you have to. Ma- I mean, this season you just have to make sure what you have in fields, right? Yes, hundred percent. No that's matter what happens, thing. so. Yep. Either it comes out that he doesn't have enough weapons, but he looks pretty good, and he's able to make guys like Dante Pettis stand out. That's great. If not, you say, okay, well, he was still able to do things, and now we can we can draft help for him. We can go out and sign help for him. That'll they have the a first-round pick for the first time since they traded for Mac. <laughs> they have a lot of money this offseason. So, yeah, this is the foundation, brick by brick. Brick by brick. All right, uh, a couple more questions here. Uh, oh, wait, we got a super chat from JT. What is this over here? Uh, $4.99 from JT. Uh, New York Giants fan out in Seattle. Here because I have Fields as my QB1 in fantasy football this year. Great show. Woo! Woo! Thank you, sir. Got to get those fantasy uh, drafts going. He went for the late round quarterback. Yeah, or when did JT uh, get JF1 there? I don't know. I'm not a fantasy guy, so uh, yeah. don't yeah. bother me with your think, fantasy even with Don't care. You know, his second year, he's still <laughs> drafting fields late. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's not one of the first, he's not one of the first quarterbacks. 12. Even yeah. with the dual threat, you know, the Bears have to prove they can do something in the red zone. True. So, he took him late. <laughs> All right, a couple more questions from Laz, who has a great dog in his avatar. Sanborn played a quiet game. Any chance he doesn't make the 53 and goes on the practice squad? Mm. Definitely a possibility. It's a possibility, but how Eberflus kind of – or how the Indianapolis Colts kind of structured – oh, did we have a spill over there? I think we're good. How they structured the, um, their roster <laughs> in Indianapolis. A, a lot of their linebackers, they carried about five of them, and four of them played a large majority on special teams without Darius Leonard being one of those, those um, four. So there's a good chance that Sanborn makes his team, and maybe he won't actually see the, on the defensive part, but he will be a part of special teams. And if there is an injury or something happens – that that Sam linebacker would be the position that Sam Bourne would be kind of aiming for. Do you think they would expose him to another team picking him up? Yeah, see, that's that would be the thing. Yeah. You put him on the practice. or right, Yeah, if you put right. him on there. So, Oh, my God, don't let Adam Hogan to Hallis Hall if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that a lot of Bears fans would be really upset with that. Like, you know, the training camp heroes, like Sam Bourne's, you know, up there. We didn't. I thought Chris Fink would do a little bit more where he'd be like that Tanner Gentry and mm-hmm. Daniel Raverman, one of those types of guys. But Don't besmirch the name of Tanner Gentry <laughs> in my presence. Yep, yep that's true. It, Sir. 
AJ has a question here. Who are some guys that you don't think will make the 53 that you hope they bring back on the practice squad? Well, let's uh, say Darrington Evans. Okay, yeah. I, I really like what he's been doing this preseason. Him and Trevor Simeon have impressed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you saw Darren, he got hurt at one point, right? Then he came back, yeah. He so came then back. he came back, okay. yep. Um, that would be my, my pick for the practice squad. And I'd assume that they're going to have him on the practice squad because Ebner will make the mm-hmm. 53. Yep. Correct? Yeah. So they're going to have a running back on the practice squad, right? Or, I mean, yeah, no, it's not th- necessary. That would be, uh, you know, be a very realistic option. So, yeah, Darrington Evans, that's who I want on the practice squad. I, I like this one question from Gwit. What do you think of Jim Miller saying nine of the 11 draft picks will be contributors? <laughs> I, I missed that comment. He wasn't talking about it in 2022. Uh, was he? Nine of the 11. So, I mean, that's that's uh, not Doug Kramer. Kramer's already gone. He, well, he's on IR. He's IR. And then Elijah Hicks maybe not being? the Or Chitari Carter maybe? Man, that's... I, Credit to Ryan Poles, I guess. <laughs> Kyla Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Bayless Jones Jr., Braxton Jones, Dominique Robinson, Zachary Thomas, Treston Ebner, Doug Kramer, Jatiri Carter, Elijah Hicks, and Trenton Gill. Yes. Yeah, so the only two that are. I, I, yeah. Doug Kramer and, hurt. and Carter's a backup. And backup. Carter. Well, Hicks, Hicks might be, what, maybe special teams if he makes the initial 53, but... He got a lot of looks in the first half. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. like to know a little bit more what Miller said. I, mi- I missed that comment mm-hmm. when he said it. Like, what, is, what does he mean by contributor? Like, wearing a uniform? Being on the field. Zachary <laughs> Thomas, I don't know how much. That's another gonna, one, too, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess if there's injuries. Maybe. Yeah. Lol, Matt so, Nagy, lol. Jim Miller smoking the same stuff. No injuries this year, Speaking of injuries, can, can we bring up the, uh, the highlight from tonight oh, yeah. that wasn't in Did the Bears game? <laughs> The Ravens mascot. Did you see that, Lawrence? I think, the Ravens uh, mascot. I, I'd rather not get a copyright strike on this. Uh, I think that was not NFL. Isn't it in an footage? NFL stadium? I don't think so. What was it? Not somebody at the, at caught it from the sidelines. No, but that's that's at an NFL stadium. That counts oh. as NFL. Uh, <laughs> the no. whole when you were, were telling me that Greg we're doing the Lord shots and, and we got this guy over here playing by the rules. <laughs> well, I did spill my beer, so there's that. But uh, okay, well you'll ha- you'll have to go to Twitter and watch the Ravens mascot being loaded <laughs> onto the cart. Which it's, I shouldn't laugh at the man or woman who was inside that. <laughs> got <laughs> tackled by a funny. kid. He was carrying the ball, and a kid tackled him. That's low sucks, cut. Man. You know, I just like seeing a mascot on the cart helmet. with the head on. Like, yeah, just because that was the funniest I mean, part. That Raven is just sitting there on the cart, and he's still got what the is, head on. What does the depth chart for a mascot look like? Because that's not an easy job. Not anyone can like. Nope. They they build up their personalities. They build up their repertoire of moves. Sure. You you can't just blow out your ACL and just put, put you some know Joe Schmo. You out can't there. put no. the intern in. Like, no, that's not that's gonna work. Uh, I saw. I mean, next thing you next thing you know that that intern is firing off the hot dog cannon and injuring somebody. <laughs> then there was another mascot game. Uh, I think it was at the Bucks Stadium, where the the mascot or the 49ers, No, I think it was the Bucks, where he was stiff arming kids to the <laughs> ground as hard as he could. He doesn't want to tear his ACL because With, yeah, they're they're fighting they're back. The knees. mascots are fighting back. Oh, that's... Staley Staley would give them that smoke all day long. <laughs> Sure would. I mean, Benny the Bull definitely would. All right. Uh, Benny would, no first doubt. First of all, I just want to uh, – let's see here. Hold on. Uh, let's get K-9 on the broadcast here. 
Uh, he more. says he just subbed. Good job, guys. What what y'all should do is take another shot. Facts. Well, I don't know about that. No, no but, more shots. Uh, no well, more. No more. Uh, we're at 482 likes. Thank you, everyone. Wow, 482. DD says Can I we get saved... to 500? Yeah, we could. Of course we could. He... We're not leaving until we get to 500. DD <laughs> says, I saved $75 on bar tabs by staying home and watching you all. Happy to spend it to make you drink the divine ambrosia of the gods. I agree. <laughs> DD. It was delicious. You're the man. I mean. You're the man. Or one. You know, I don't know. Check the tape. Did, did I make any Malort face? No, I just drank it. So cheers to me. And uh, I will spill less of my sun Revolution. Crusher. Yeah, that's Better another man than I am. The great uh, 486, great thing. I just like If anyone's it. wondering. Oh, come um, on, Braggs. You didn't <laughs> yeah. do it already? What are we so doing here? Greg's mom brought in cookies. We showed those oh, on the pregame. And I was, so I was saying what pairs well with those cookies. I asked what kind of beer you didn't know. The answer is a Miller High Life. Miller High Life. There you go. Grammy's Sweets. Love it. Don't order any on Facebook, please. <laughs> I need her to watch my child on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. <laughs> they so. were so good, Greg. Like, <laughs> shout out to your mom. Awesome Noho cookies. Square says 85 Bears were 1-3 and three in the preseason. Oh. Hmm. Well. Yeah. Uh, quick uh, question from J2K. He says, uh, what is your confidence in Gordon? Uh, he's had some good plays and some not so good. Going into the season, do you think he starts out strong or struggles? He's going to struggle. That's a hard position to play. That's yes. not a position that you just step in and it's it's like an NHL yeah. defenseman, right? You you need games, you need reps, right. you need to play at that next level of speed. It's very rare that someone comes in and dominates and is a a true difference maker as a rookie cornerback. Especially with the pass rush. I mean, you know, who knows, you know, how fast they, if we had a dominant pass rush then all mm -hmm. of a sudden the secondary is lifted mm -hmm. even yeah. more they're very talented but yeah there's going to be a huge learning curve you saw it last week when they had kyler in the slot on third down and you know they took him on you know to the middle of the field for the first down it was one-on-one -on -one, and uh you know he got crossed up and and he gave it up he's going to have moments like that and then he almost had a pick yeah. you know the, the one thing i do like about him he, at one point he had a tackle coming across the field today that really wasn't like it wasn't where it was going to him necessarily or his guy. And then the same thing last week, he did the same thing last week as well. So his pursuit of the ball is great and the rest of it. Yeah. He's going to get burned a few times. That's life in the NFL. It's just how he bounces back from them. And the thing I like about Gordon is like confidence wise, regardless if he gets burned, missed the tackle. <laughs> we saw that in Seattle. He's not a guy that's going to lose that confidence. Like, I was speaking to his family, his mom, uh, before the game, and it's like they were just super excited to see him make plays because they know that he's capable of it. Yeah. So regardless of when that, when that stuff happens, not if, when that stuff happens, when he gets burned, when he missed a tackle, you know Gordon's going to come out to play the next play. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes the great players great. They can rebound, <coughs> and that's exactly what I expect him to do once those things happen. Guess we've hit 500. We hit 500, y'all. Uh, now, I believe I did say or. I said five, $50 or, right? I don't have to do another shot, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. I think you do. Uh, wait, we got another super chat from Curtis. He says, uh, what do you think about Getsy as a play caller? I mean, I like what we've seen so far, Absolutely. especially after that first series. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields on the move. And even when he wasn't, he had to throw some, some passes from the pocket. There was, you know... Guys that were running open. You had Cole Komet run a wheel route, and we're like, guys are schemed open. Yes, there was a coverage breakdown, but he's still open. Yeah. Like, that wasn't 
happening enough when when Nagy was the play caller and the the previous regime. So it makes going back to what we were saying right in the beginning of this podcast, like it makes sense what this coaching staff is doing. Getsy's a part of that, and from what uh, Trevor Simeon was saying in one of his press conferences, he's very calm, cool, and collective in the headset. So you don't feel like you're too anxious. But as a play caller, he knows where he's doing, and this is new to him too. Like this whole calling plays, this is new to him, but he seems to to know how to do it, even though this is his first year actually calling plays. Yeah. Seems like he's got a good relationship with Fields, which is Most obviously matters thing. a lot. The last thing we want to do is get into the Jake Cutler thing, where he's, he's oh got God, a new, a new, new guy color. every single season, right? So, so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Luke Getze. He's got good balance. Uh, he's made adjustments. There hasn't been mental, many penalties. Uh, you know, you haven't ha- seen illegal motions or false starts, he's you know, and things nope. like that. So uh, that's great. Um, Scoring first quarter touchdowns, that's a plus. That's, yeah, that's a and good thing. barely got to use <laughs> tip of the iceberg when you're talking about what they've done in the run game. Yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. talk about how they're going to use Valus Jones as the gadget guy yeah. and do those Debo Samuel type plays. Not saying he is Debo, so no one freak out in the chat. I'm just saying they're going to use him in that same way. So we haven't seen any of those plays yet. I like how Cole Komet looks like he's ready to take a step. He's still got to do it, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's ready to take a step. Even tonight didn't have any huge plays like he did last week. But even the little ones, like where they dump it off to him and he's fighting, fighting for, for a yards, few more yeah. yards, you know. So Cole Komet's ready. I, I like what Luke Getzey's done. Absolutely. I've got a question for you guys. I, I play in a 20-team fantasy league. Oh, my God. It's a, some of the, the best <laughs> NFL and fantasy uh, writers across the country. It's run by Charles Robinson, uh, my friend oh, from yeah. Yahoo Sports. Nice. Um, so you are really scraping the bottom of the barrel, yeah. right? It's The waiver <laughs> wire is scorched earth in that league. So you have to have a great draft. What's who's the number one bear you would draft as a sleeper pick? As a sleeper, so I'm getting to the it's end of my Khalil draft. Herbert. It's got yeah, because you know I'm he's not probably like the, the, I'm not going to say draft. the I word, but the schminjury yeah. um, chance if that happens like it did last sure. year, and Khalil Herbert becomes your. You know, I don't know if he's sleeper enough in this league. Yeah, who's who's the sleeper wide receiver you'd take? Valus. Valus. Yeah. Do you, t- <laughs> you take Ryan Griffin at <laughs> sleeper sleeper? That's actually not a bet. That's, you know, like, yeah. he – they're going to use him a lot in these two tight end sets. Yep. And you almost maybe forget about number 84 because 85 is also on the field with Komet. So, it, like, sleeper sleeper in your circumstances with yeah, right, 20 right, right. teams. Yeah, d- don't t- yeah, don't take Ryan Griffin in your 12 team because yeah, right? no, no, Nick yeah. Moriano told you. Valus. Yeah. It's Valus. Well, somebody in the chat earlier was like, "Oh, we haven't seen enough from Valus." You will. I agree. I, you will. I am not. I'm not on the Valus train as much as you are. Well, I don't care. I, I like the. Re- <laughs> I like the return against Seattle. It was fun. I, I loved retweeting I it. Care. I loved getting excited about it. But he's explosive. Hey, we have EQ as a sleeper. EQ, yeah. maybe. It's whoever gets that number two spot, I guess. But who's going to settle in, into that spot? Does Pringle actually get it once he's healthy? I don't know. Right now, it's EQ is the number two. Yeah. It might be Pettis. I don't know. Who knows? EJ all right. So uh, just so you're all aware, um, we've got uh, Gary Ross has been in the chat uh, calling me out. He says, 
well, he spelled my name wrong. He says, Lawrence <laughs> has to take another shot. He's trying to back out. To then, he, then he said, come on, come Lawrence. On, Lawrence. <laughs> and he spelled it correctly. Thank you. And in that case, uh, he also said, think of your twin brother, Aaron Rodgers, when you take the shot. So there we go again. Okay. <laughs> oh my that was for goodness. wearing the green and gold shirt. Um, second was, was not Malort. as bad. I no, saw Malort Malort that was a Malort. That was water. That was water. Or the beer. It's colored water. <laughs> or the beer. Yep. Settle down, y'all. Settle <laughs> down. Uh, anyways, thank you to everyone who liked it. We got over 500. That's pretty cool. That was awesome. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, super chats tonight. Thank you guys for all that. And uh, I don't know. If you guys want to keep talking, I'll keep punching buttons back here. <laughs> I think that's Lawrence saying he wants to go home. I mean, you know, I don't know. We're an hour 20 I got some in. writing to do. Guess, so, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to call it. That's going to do it for tonight's post-game show. Thank you to everyone who joined in and made this a fun show for all of us here at CHGO. Last. You know, the 500 likes, making us do shots, and, hey, celebrating another Bears victory to close out the preseason. But make sure you're following all of us here uh, on our Twitter accounts, at CHGO underscore Bears underscore Sports. At Kevin Kaduct, at G Braggs, JR23, and Law on the Draw for Lawrence, who is somehow un, unaffected by Malort shots. Which it's it's really, fine. It's oh, a, if I, you're a Chicago and you shouldn't be affected oh, by it. I don't think so. <laughs> and, and myself, Nicholas Moriano. Next time we do a post game show will be after for real. The week one conclusion yes. of the Bears and 49ers game. So if you thought these were fun, Oh Regardless God. of what the, the result is, yeah. the regular season it just turns up to a completely different notch. So make sure you're following us on social media. Have that bell notification on YouTube. Are following us. And obviously there's a lot of time before that week one matchup. But it'll, be, it'll get here. So make sure you're staying up to date with all we're doing here at CHGO with the Bears and all the teams that we cover here at this awesome uh, business that we have going here with CHGO Sports. And Thank as you, always, everyone. Bear down, Chicago.